Welcome to Peapod, a new podcast about two of the most pressing issues facing the healthcare industry today, patient access and patient experience. I'm your host, Kent Siri, Director of Marketing at Kairos. So we decided to put this podcast together for a few reasons. One, I love podcasts. I think that they're a great way to disseminate information and ideas. And, you know, across the five years of Kairos' existence, you know, between the conferences that we've been to, the meetings that we've had, so on and so forth, we keep hearing that patient access specifically and, and patient experience specifically are two issues with real growing importance across the, the healthcare community and, and in the industry. Um, and more and more health executives are, are really prioritizing access and experiences as things that they are dedicating initiatives for. And again, in, in our existence, we've come across so many fascinating and impressive individuals at health organizations that, that Kairos works with folks from executives to administrators, physicians themselves, so on and so forth, that are really bringing access and experience to the forefront of their strategies at their organizations. We wanted to capture their thoughts and approaches and backgrounds and share it with others in the healthcare space to really get a sense of what are other people doing across the nation at some of the leading healthcare organizations around patient access and experience. So this week on our first episode, we were honored to speak with Michael Ruiz. Michael's Vice President and Chief Digital Officer at MedStar Health which happens to be one of Kairos' new clients. In his role, Michael is responsible for the oversight and execution of MedStar's digital strategy to become a premier digital healthcare presence. Uh, he's got 25 years of experience in information technology and systems integration and was a founding member of Deloitte Digital, which was the first big four global digital practice. Michael was also recently named on Hot Topics list of 100 digital change agents future-proofing their brands. He's an interesting guy. He's an innovator, a technologist, and somebody without a healthcare background who's doing some really impressive and amazing things at MedStar in terms of you know, elevating the healthcare experience to a point where it really meets the, the growing expectations um, of the consumer. And you're, you'll hear about how he's bringing some of that to bear in this interview. So with that, I hope you enjoy the first episode and that you come back in a few weeks when we bring in uh, another expert to talk about access and experience. Without further ado, here's my conversation with Michael Ruiz. All right. Well, Michael, thank you for joining us for the first episode of the Patient Experience and Access podcast. Wanted to start the conversation just talking a little bit about your professional background. I think uh, somewhat unique in healthcare in that a lot of your experiences sort of existed outside of the healthcare realm. So would love to learn a little bit about that background and, and talk about how your experience primarily in technology, how that's informed your approach to digital strategy at, at MedStar Health. Sure. I started my career in information technology. I'm a geek's geek at the end of the day. I enjoy gadgets and, and working with technology. I grew up in computers, built my first computer when I was 10 years old and learned how to program basic uh, back in those days to come up the technology rank. So as a chief digital officer, I'm probably an odd duck in a lot of different ways. Did not come up the marketing route. I came up the engineering route with a very deep a technological focus, switched over into digital while I was at Deloitte. And as the industry, as the iPhone was coming out and we were doing more and more systems integration on mobile technology, I became more and more enamored with the idea of user experience and seamless and intuitive interfaces and, and started expanding my expertise in, in digital from a technical background. And then started working my way into industry as a consultant. Um, most of my experiences have been in the commercial in public sector, but came to healthcare when I saw that there was a, a huge opportunity to bring kind of best of breed technology from those other industries into an industry that was fundamentally going through huge change and, and really needed to modernize. 
Absolutely. And, you know, to that point, what were the, the opportunities that you saw within healthcare? You know, what were some of the things that healthcare was doing well from a technological standpoint and maybe some of the, the opportunities for growth and to address some of the unmet needs in healthcare? So I think the things that, that healthcare have always done well, I'm not going to focus it only to technology, but I think the patient experience, patient, patient engagement has always been a fundamental part of the, the patient physician experience. I think doctors in general, clinicians in general come into this industry because they have a, a desire to help people and they're always looking for building that relationship with their patients. But, you know, as health systems and insurance and the, the, the dynamic between patient and physician has, has evolved, the relationship has gone away. You know, I remember when I was a kid in South Philadelphia, we used to go to a Dr. Oriente that lived in our neighborhood. You know, no one, you know, Dr. Oriente knew everybody in the neighborhood. Everybody knew him. And if you were sick, he's the one you went to. He barely had posted hours on his doors, but everybody knew when he was there and when he wasn't. And you would just show up and it was more like barbershop style. You would show up and you would queue up and you knew who was there when you showed up. And when everybody that you knew that was there when you showed up or were gone, you were the next one in the door. And you just walked in, you, you saw the doctor and, and uh, you know, he took care of you and he, and he knew everybody kind of at a personal intimate level. And, you know, that was many, many years ago. And, you know, healthcare has evolved to being more, you know, healthcare HMOs have come in, insurance have come in, and they've changed the dynamic between patient and doctor from, from those days. And so what we're trying to do with patient engagement using technology is to use technology as an enabler to be able to reestablish that relationship between the clinician, the provider, and the, and the patient by being able to, to have those kind of doctor-oriente type of relationships but enabled through technology so that now a doctor can be reminded of who the patient is about to see and what their history is in a, in a fundamental, in an augmented kind of way compared to the way they used to do. Yeah, I love that idea. And, and it's sort of an interesting concept to think about that technology is actually an enabler for us to get back to the roots of medicine, where the focus is much more around the physician and the patient relationship. You know, not to bring my own personal background into this, but, you know, my father is a physician down in Dallas. And, you know, growing up groomed in his shadow as, as somebody who's going to take over the clinical practice, I always grew up seeing my dad interfacing with patients. That was always his favorite part about practicing medicine. It was never about paperwork. It was never about, you know, billing and coding. Obviously it was never about running an office. It was about helping people. And, you know, as I went through my education and started to understand healthcare outside of that patient provider relationship, the more it seemed like that aspect of medicine was growing and the, the relationship between patients and their physicians was really shrinking and came down to putting pen to paper on med school applications. My dad really sort of took me aside and said, it's not what it was when you were growing up and you were spending time in the office and seeing me interact with patients. It's a much different environment. So really think hard about going into medicine. And that ultimately led to me kind of walking off the ledge and, and not going to, into healthcare. And I think a lot of what you're up to at MedStar, what we're up to at Kairos is really about re-engaging patients and providers. Do you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. I think that one of the biggest challenges that we have today is being able to find that right match between the right provider. Healthcare is a lot more complicated these days. There's a lot more treatments and conditions that we can respond to. And I think that requires us to think of the problem in a little bit different way. You know, the Dr. Oriente example is a great one because he was my first stop shop for anything that I needed for my family or anything my family needed. From there, he would tell us where we had to go next, right? Whether it was to see an orthopedist to look at a knee or to go talk to a dermatologist because of a skin condition or whatever the case would be. 
And he was kind of that matchmaker, right, as a primary care physician. But today, you know, a lot of people go directly to specialists without going to their primary care. If my knee hurts, I don't spend the time to go to a primary care to figure out who it is I should go to next. I go out onto the web and I, I go to the health grades and the vitals and, and other parts and other places and, and find the doctor that's going to be able to, to help me. And, and it, it's hard to find the right doctor a lot of times. There's a lot of information. There's a lot of conflicting information. And so I think as a health system, we owe it to our patient to be able to bring that information, the transparency to that information into our system and make it easier for them to find our doctors in our system, both by using rating systems so that we can, so that they can understand what other patients think about the system. We do that today for many of our doctors. We have a pilot program that we did last year that is now rolling out system-wide. Any of our doctors that have 30 or more HCAP scores get a rating based on those third-party independently verified surveys. And then we publish those ratings on our on our website once they have uh, met the threshold of 30 reviews uh, we're working to be able to put comments from those reviews onto the website so that patients can see what other patients thought of those doctors when they came to our system and and being able to provide online appointmenting is, is the next phase of that we want to be able to have hundred percent of our doctors able to schedule appointments online and that's a tricky thing when we say hundred percent because you know there are doctors, uh, there are clinicians that provide services within our system that don't take appointments, you know, hospitalists, for example, or, or other kinds of service providers of that sort. We also have, you know, providers that are not necessarily doctors, licensed clinical uh, social workers and therapists that, that provide services to patients, uh, but aren't necessarily doctors. And so being able to find, you know, the right person within our system to get the right service at the right time is a non-trivial problem. And I think it's very similar to the airline industry back in the 80s when we were coming out of deregulation and we were trying to figure out how to you know, load airplanes in a more effective way, right? Uh, yep. How do you start to manage the, uh, the supply and the capacity, right, that an airline has with the demand that travelers have? Uh, how do you do that in a way that you maximize the value equation for both sides? I think we're exactly in the same place for healthcare. How do we maximize the value equation for both the patient and the, um, and the physician? Couldn't agree more. And the travel analogy is certainly one that we think about a lot here as we build product and trying to understand the impact that we're providing in the health industry. And, and certainly technology was a huge enabler for the airline industry to be able to match that supply and demand. Curious as to how you think about technology as an enabler on the healthcare side. You, you mentioned ensuring that patients get matched to the right providers within system, both sort of across the system, right? Which specialist or, or type of specialty should they be seeking, but also the level of care, right? Is it the actual specialist MD or is it the advanced practitioner within that practice, so on and so forth? You know, you mentioned other destination.coms that are out there and potentially having some shortcomings or leading to some customer frustration. You know, what do you see as, as the biggest issues, some of the, the low-hanging fruit that can be solved with regards to that first critical step of making sure patients find the right provider? You know, I think that the piece that's missing here is that understanding what a doctor does is more complicated than, than one imagines if you're not in the space. An orthopedist is not an orthopedist, right? Someone who does even two, two orthopedists that perform treatments on knees aren't necessarily equal. Uh, you'll have an orthopedist who does total knee placement, another one that only does ACLs and arthroscopic procedures. They're both qualified to do both procedures, but one just happened to be kind of super specialized in one procedure over another. So being able 
able to kind of extend the attributes that describe what each of our doctors does at a kind of at a super specialty level, right, or a sub-sub-specialty level, if we could think of it that way, is crucial. And, and what I think those other third-party organizations lack is insight into that depth of knowledge of what our doctors do. I know they struggle with it because we struggle with it, right? And so our implementation of this Kairos solution is really to be able to get our arms around being able to describe what our doctors do at a finer grain level of detail uh, and be able to provide those, those insights to our patients to be able to find the right doctor. But this has to be done in conjunction also with our scheduling system because it's not only just about finding the right doctor. I find the right doctor, but they're not available for six months. That doesn't help me as a patient. Right. So it's the right doctor at the right time. Absolutely. I think that's a great segue. I mean, talking about the complexity, certainly at MedStar, can you talk a little bit about MedStar and, you know, its overall footprint in the DC metro area, how large you guys are, how many providers there are at MedStar and why in an organization, and certainly there are a lot of big health provider organizations like MedStar, why this is difficult to, a difficult problem to handle at scale at an organization of that size. Yeah, so I'll speak in round numbers just because we're a growing system and our and our numbers fluctuate. So we have over 2,000 employed physicians, over 6,000 affiliated physicians. We have, uh, well, 10 hospitals, uh, nine acute care centers, one rehabilitation hospital that is the centerpiece of a rehabilitation network that spans the D.C. Baltimore metro region, as well as over 250 ambulatory sites that include you know, primary care practices, uh, multi-specialty centers, as well as prompt care or facilities. It's a very large and complex system. It spans a fairly significant geography from north of Baltimore uh, all the way to the southern peninsula tip of Maryland, encompassing all of Washington, D.C. and starting to make its way into the uh, northern Virginia area. So geographically dispersed, large and, and complex, we uh, we have over 100 and some odd different service lines that we provide, you know, different types of treatments and, and, and be able or treat different types of conditions out through those service lines. Great. So I want to reference a uh, an article that was recently put out on patientengagementhit.com in which you mentioned specifically consumer expectations and how in healthcare those expectations are growing at a rapid pace. What does that entail? What do you mean by that? Well, if you think about it, I drop my son off at school every morning. As I drop him off at school, I place an order at Starbucks for a cup of coffee. It's a mobile application. They know my favorite cup of coffee. I press one button. I press a second button, and I've paid for the cup of coffee. I show up at the, the Starbucks. I walk in. It's sitting there on the counter with my name on it. I grab it, and I get in the car, and I go. <laughs> and as I'm walking out, I look at, at the line that is wrapped around the building. That's probably 10 to 15 minutes long. And I look at it and go, if it wasn't for this mobile application, this ability to order mobily and have my coffee ready, I probably don't have enough time my day to be able to get this cup of coffee. <laughs> and as a customer, I'm just so happy that, you know, that the interaction was seamless. It was frictionless. It was easy to use. It was super intuitive. It met my needs and allowed me to, to add something to my day that brings me, you know, great satisfaction in a very easy to use kind of way. So if I think about that kind of expectation now as a patient, well, if I'm, a cup of coffee is pretty trivial. And if I have some illness or a pain and I show up at a doctor's office, I would like to be able to show up at a doctor's office with a scheduled appointment that the doctor's running on time, that within, you know, that I show up with two minutes before my appointment, I walk right back into the, into the room, 
I get triaged, a nurse comes in, and I'm in and out in normal time, right? So I'm not waiting 15, 20 minutes for the doctor to show up. I'm not, you know, waiting, you know, 30, 40 minutes for exams to be done. That my process that I'm going to go through for, for my care is going to go boom, 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 boom. And I walk away as a patient feeling this was great. This was a great experience. It was easy to use. It was seamless. It was intuitive. It was, I got a resolution coming out of it, or at least I feel like I'm one step closer to a resolution. And if I think about it, that's what we're all looking for, right? Is that mm-hmm. level of, of convenience and comfort, especially at a point in time where you're at your most vulnerable, where you, you know, you're, you're really feeling like you're looking for someone to help you to get better, well, my coffee brings me a lot of great joy. When you're in pain and your pain is relieved, there's no greater joy than that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, to get a little granular, you know, obviously you, you just listed a bunch of different junctures along the patient journey, all the way from searching for a provider to booking an appointment with that provider to waiting in the office for that provider, the actual point of care um, interaction, and then everything that happens afterwards. If you don't mind maybe going a little bit into more detail as to what specifically you know, you're doing right now at MedStar to address some of those different points within the customer journey. You know, specifically, obviously you mentioned us, Kairos, uh, but you also mentioned you know, the ratings pilot that you're doing to provide a little bit more transparency in the search process. MedStar also recently entered into a, an engagement with Uber as well. So would love for you to talk a little bit about the ecosystem of different technologies and initiatives across the MedStar system that are really helping you to enhance the, the customer experience at MedStar. So today, you know, I like to think about it from the perspective of today we're throwing all the Lego pieces on the table and tomorrow <laughs> we'd like to be able to build a house out of these uh, Lego pieces. And so we're starting to add Lego pieces to the table. Here at MedStar, we've implemented or integrated Uber into our website in order to be able to make access easier for our patients. One of the things that we noticed in our surveys was that patients complained about the uh, parking at some of our inner city locations. And so we looked at Uber as a mechanism to be able to kind of offload some of the driving that happens uh, to our locations. Additionally, you know, we have a lot of patients that, that are not able to afford transportation to see uh, their doctor appointments. And Uber gave us a mechanism, another mechanism that we could put in place in order to make a rides available to those patients in need. And while anybody can use Uber, what, what we do in our integration is to uh, really be able to create a mechanism uh, to remind patients of their upcoming appointments in order to be able to prevent missed appointments and, and things of that sort. At the end of the day, Uber is one piece of a larger ecosystem that we're creating for how we are going to you know, reimagine uh, how our health system engages with patients in a fundamentally different way. The Center for Medicaid and Medicare CMS requires us to do third-party independent surveys of our services, the HCAPS and CGCAPS uh, surveys that go out to our patients. We today start to take those surveys and make them available on our website through not the surveys, but the results of the surveys through star ratings on a per doctor basis uh, so that patients can start to have access to seeing what it is that other patients think about those doctors. Mm-hmm. It gives us an opportunity to use those uh, surveys as a, a process for continuous improvement to make sure that we're providing the best service, the highest quality of care for our patients every time. And but for patients, it creates transparency for them to be able to make better, more informed decisions. You know, today we have a find a doc solution on our website that is, I would just say, the bare minimum that's acceptable for being able to find a doctor. 
it does, you know, the Google likes semantic searching kinds of things. If I go in and say, I'm looking for a heart doctor, it'll give me cardiologist and it's smart enough to do that. But it's not smart enough to tell me that this cardiologist as an interventional radiolo uh, cardiologist versus an electrophysiologist, what they do and how they do it and, and which one do I need. Uh, so we're very excited about our partnership with Kairos to be able to get to a, a finer grain set of attributes that allow us to be able to get the right doctor in front of the patient when they're looking for them. And I could probably go on, you know, on three or four or five more uh, kind of initiatives that we're doing, but I think those are probably the, the, the biggest ones that we have going. At the end of the day, you know, when, when we look at our digital program here at at MedStar, it's really about engaging with patients. And we do that today through our website. We're doing it through our social media channels. We're doing it through the way that we provide greater transparency to information for them to make better decisions. We still have a long way to go. I think leading the pack in the way that patient engagement should happen going into the future. Absolutely. And I think the approach at MedStar is, is certainly indicative of sort of a new wave of, of innovation that we're seeing at a few provider organizations across the country, MedStar obviously being, being one of them. Why do you feel that that, that approach, sort of a, a more holistic approach to technology as an enabler for some of these initiatives, why do you feel like that as a practice isn't more widely adopted um, in healthcare? How much do you feel like your background as, as a technologist and, and as an industry outsider, if you will, actually allows you to, to think outside of the box, if you will, in your approach to, to engagement at, at MedStar? And, and how do you, maybe as a follow-up to that, how do you think about the rest of the industry catching up? Well, let me take the first part of that. So I think that everybody that's in healthcare is here for the sole purpose of helping others. This is not an industry where you are going to make millions of dollars and, and start the next startup and, and change the world. I mean, you'll change the lives of individual people. You may not change the world. But I think if you've been in the industry for the last 30 years and you've grown up in this industry, it's something that you know, like the back of your hand. And you think that things that you know, like the back of your hand, everybody knows. And this is just not the case. I think that if you're not someone that's in healthcare, you don't know how the, the intricacies of how it works or, or where to go, right? Uh, what seems to be, you know, a very simple thing for us. So for example, if you are in a, in, in a particular demographic group and you become sick, one of the first things that you think of is to go to the emergency room. Until you're sick enough to go to the emergency room, you're not really sick. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe you don't have insurance. Maybe you, know, maybe you don't have time to go anywhere other than the emergency room. But for us, you know, being in healthcare, we think, well, why didn't you go to urgent care? Or why don't you, you know, try this or that? Or, or you know, we can think of all kinds of options. But those folks that are, that are in those situations don't have that insight. And, and so for us, it's a, one part of it is that we need to use technology as a mechanism to educate the consumer on how to best use healthcare, right? Mm -hmm. If you've been using healthcare all your life, things that, you know, if you've been in the healthcare industry all of your professional life, things that come second nature to you might, might not seem perfectly obvious to others. I think the other part of that is that if you've grown up in an industry that hasn't really, has been ultra conservative about the way they uh, adopt technology, the art of the possible has not been at your, at your fingertips for most of your career. And, and so, and the world has changed at a, at a very rapid pace. I mean, we're still using technology in healthcare that other industries rarely use anymore but it works and it makes sense for healthcare. And so it's not that we need to stop using those technologies. We just need to understand how to use those technologies integrated with other technologies uh, in order to be able to obfuscate, I think to be able to create an experience for the, uh, the patient uh, that is centered on them. Mm -hmm. 
I've said this before, and, and I think it's 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 probably one of the areas that that I, I feel strongest about. You know, a lot of times when I'm when I talk to to many doctors, they feel like that by going ahead and being able to provide better customer service in the way that they provide medicine, that the the practice of medicine will suffer because they they sometimes need to make hard decisions or tell patients to do something that's against what they want to do. And I would argue that it doesn't have to be a zero-sum game. I think you can provide good customer service and, and still provide good medicine. It might take a little longer. It might require a little bit more effort. It might require some new ways of communicating and reaching people. But it doesn't have to be a zero-sum game. And, and I think technology would be can become that great enabler that allows us to educate and communicate with patients when they're not in the examining room, when they're not specifically in front of their doctors, to be able to reach out to them more often to remind them, to help them in that learning process of how to manage, whether it's their chronic condition or, or whatever they're going through. Yeah, I would love to dig into that just a little bit. Uh, you know, healthcare is a zero-sum game. You know, we have focused a lot on the uh, on the patient, and you just touched upon the clinician. You know, the other stakeholder that we want to think about is the system itself, right? You are an employee of a large health system. So, how do you sort of balance the the needs of patients, providers, and the system as a whole? And and how do you think about satiating all three stakeholders? Is it possible to, to satiate all three stakeholders in a market where there is a perceived zero-sum uh, element? Yeah, I mean, I think there's trade-offs that occur. And I think it comes down back to the fact that the technology uh, allows us to, to enable that discussion. Look, when we start doing online scheduling, uh, doctors always complain, my schedule has to be managed by my secretary, my admin, my practice manager, because they know me, they know the way to set up my schedule so that I can be the most productive, the most efficient. And when we start to implement the process and think through their protocols and, and understand what it is that makes them productive, we can allow technology to enable that. We can take that out of the hands of the practice manager and out of the frontline staff, opening them up to being able to have be more conversational and, and engaging with, with the patient uh, when the patient is there and freeing up the task of you know, scheduling an appointment to a computer or a call center uh, or whatever the case may be. And doctors you know, inevitably are resistant to that at first. And then as they start to use the technology and seeing what they get out of it, they change their minds. It's always the big thing here is that it's got to be done right. I mean, you can easily take the appointments, the appointment making capability out of the doctor's hands, move the call centers around the system. And if it doesn't work right, then it does become a negative for, for the doctors and the patients and for everybody involved. But I think if, if you take a thoughtful process on how you make this change in a lasting way, uh, I think it, it ends up being better for everybody, right? The front end staff gets to deal with the people that come in, the patients that come in. The patients feel more welcomed and engaged in the practices. The doctors you know, feel like their patients aren't as anxious when they get in to see them. The patients feel like they've been cared for and, and they've received some level of personalized treatment. So offload the things that you can offload onto technology and let's do the things that people do best, which is human to human interaction and, and really helping people feel cared for at their greatest time of need. Great. Yeah. And I, I think with that, we sort of bring the conversation full circle. So uh, Michael, really want to thank you for spending the time chatting with, with us today and, and really look forward to, to working with the MedStar system going forward. Thank you so much. It's going to be a pleasure working with Kairos. Well, thanks again to Michael Ruiz and the entire MedStar team for agreeing to be part of our very first episode of the Patient Experience and Access podcast. 
We look forward to coming back next month with some additional guests and experts, and we'll talk to you then. Thanks.